0: Hey, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I just want to remind you something I posted the other day on Instagram, which is so true. Not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path. You know, in celebrating my 40th birthday at the party, my sister made this incredible slideshow and I was watching all of these pictures and videos of my life from the time that I was just born through, you know, recent times And I was just amazed at this journey and what has unfolded. And sometimes when I think about my childhood and how difficult it was and my mom struggling with depression and my dad leaving and my parents divorce and all of the things that happen with us emotionally and financially and all the difficulties, I think about how as hard as that was, my life in this moment would not be my life the way that I feel so called every day to find purpose, to help other people, to lift other people is such a direct result of the things that have happened in my life. I look back and see how it was all perfectly orchestrated to lead me to here. And I think that we forget that sometimes that we've been presented with this moment, whatever it is, so that we may become who we're meant to be. So maybe everything that's happened Has really been like a teacher so that we could inspire and lead others in the way that only each of us individually can because of the journeys we've been on. You are so brave, really. And there's a part of you that knows that you're so much bigger than you let yourself be sometimes. So I just wanted to remind you of that. And I'm so excited because I'm going to get to spend some time with you guys tomorrow. I'm doing a one and a half hour live coaching session where I can just hear what's going on with you and we can chat and I can give you some support about whatever's going on we could just have a a nice free flowing video chat discussion. So if you pre-order the book, let us know because you can join us for that as a thank you. And also you're gonna be getting these two free masterclasses. One of them is gonna be Monday, July 1st at noon and the second one is gonna be July 15th also at noon, both Pacific Standard Time. The one on July 1st will be a masterclass on what are the secrets to growing a really successful podcast. And July 15th will be a class on how to create a successful online course. Those are both things that I've been really successful in doing and I would love to share with you what do you need to know in order to make that happen for yourself. So go ahead and buy the book before tomorrow so you can get all of these goodies. Plus you're getting this book, which I know you're going to love. If you buy a second copy for a friend or a third copy for a friend, you can also send us their names and get them in on these bonuses as well. So send us a screenshot of your pre-order to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and we'll make sure to send you the Zoom link and the links for both of the masterclasses. So that's going to be super fun. Let's talk about today's show. Today we have the lovely Lauren McGoodwin here. She's the founder and CEO. of Career Contessa. It's a career site that is pretty much your one-stop shop for building the career you love on your own terms. Her website offers a massive variety of resources like expert mentorship services, articles, job listings, courses, webinars, downloadable templates, cheat sheets, quizzes, interviews, you name it. Actually, they just interviewed me and last week they published the article. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes and you can check it out as well. It's great to talk to Lauren because we can get into some nitty gritty on the tools and strategies, like. How do you have that scary conversation with your boss so you can cut down some of your work hours and you can be working on your side hustle? Or how do you get hired for the job that can build you towards the dream job? And what's the difference between sales and marketing? Lots of great meaty pieces. So I know you're going to love this conversation. Without further ado, please welcome the awesome Lauren McGoodwin. Hey, Lauren, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. I love the work you're doing with Career Contessa. Really cool.
1: Thank and you. And
0: I want you to take us back and tell us like how that happened
1: and why you did it. Yeah, so I graduated college in 2009, not the best year to graduate college. Right. <laughs> um, and I had uh, I graduated with an education degree, so I was planning on becoming a teacher, and I was a student teacher my junior year of college and decided, ooh, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time my senior year very involved with the career center. So I went to all the resume reviews, career fairs, all that good stuff. But I still graduated in 2009 with no job, no prospects, and I moved to Los Angeles and I basically go on all these interviews and I I just bombed everywhere and I had a family friend who worked at a university who was looking for an admin assistant so I go for that interview and it's you know a windowless room it's inside of the, the dental school that they had as part of the university and you know, it smelled like a dentist's office, you know, so everything about it, I was like, this isn't for me, but I took yeah. it because rent doesn't pay itself. And I got this random assignment one day to do some recruiting. And I basically had the best day of my life at work when I got to do this recruiting project. And that was where it dawned on me like, oh, maybe I should be a recruiter. So it was it was definitely eye-opening, but in order to actually get a job in recruiting, I ended up reaching out to about 70 recruiters on LinkedIn. About 30 of them were willing to have informational interviews with me. And from there, I was able to transition from an admin assistant to a recruiter working for Hulu. And that was really the turning point for me to realize, like, wow, careers – are not linear. You know, you can follow this perfect plan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you know whatever career path you are thinking you want to do. So I ended up starting Career Contessa because when I went to Hulu and I was on the other side of the hiring table, I was like, "This is really fascinating." But I had also enrolled in a master's program um, at that same university while I was there, and I was like two two semesters away from finishing it when I went to Hulu and. I was working on my thesis and I wrote my thesis on millennial women and career resources and career Contessa was the prototype from that thesis. So originally, you know, career Contessa was just to help me get my grade, you know, help me pass. But long story short, I kept it around because while I was working at Hulu, I was talking to a developer and he was like, well, what are you going to do after recruiting? And I said, "I, I don't really know. He said, well, you should have a website. That's how I kept career Contessa around. Like, and that's how it started was just like, from this thesis, keeping it around, and then it ended up becoming my full-time job. So I launched it in 2013, but it was in the works a little bit longer than that.
0: Wow. That's really a cool story. So how did it take off and how did it start becoming something that was generating income and you were able to leave Hulu and do this?
1: Yeah. So when we first started Career Contessa, it was just the interviews. I was working on it, you know, nights and weekends while I was at Hulu. At the time, I wasn't making any revenue with the interviews but i knew i had been like researching like advertising revenue models and kind of how like media sites were making money so i knew that if i could build an audience i could sell advertising space so when i left hulu looking back, I'm like, I probably shouldn't have left that job so quickly. But I, I had a lot of savings. But I also like I would walk dogs for the neighborhood and charge them $10 a day to walk their dog. Like I would find like scrappy ways to make cash while I was building career contests on the side, because I knew that building an audience was just going to take time. And so I expanded to interviews and content. And that's what helped me get those first like Big dollar amounts and then eventually led me to a place where I could hire an employee and stuff like that.
0: Very cool. You offer so much content. You offer all (laughs) these incredible things that people can learn as a resource. Is there anything particular that drives the most traffic?
1: Definitely our articles and interviews, the written content is definitely what drives probably the most traffic to our site. So, you know, what was really fascinating was just sort of learning how like content marketing works. Um, And so we definitely had a lot of trial and error with figuring out, okay, how do you get people to find you, you know, using SEO and referrals and, you know, guest blogging, like we did all the things. Um, But the thing today that brings the majority of people to our site for the first time is probably our articles. And then we have really amazing downloads. So we make worksheets, e-guides, checklists, like ultimately at the end of the day, our goal is to be, place for education and and people's career education. So we try to make sure that we have the content that you're going to need to actually take action on whatever it is that you need in your career. So the downloads are another really popular spot for us to get people for the first time.
0: Awesome. What kinds of content would you give people advice to to create? and, And are there any tricks to keep in mind when you're doing it to make things that really resonate?
1: Yeah, I mean, what's really helped us was just being very focused on what are the topics we're going to talk about. So early on, I was like, okay, let's do lifestyle and do career and do this and do that. And you know what our audience told us right away. And by telling us, I mean, they just didn't click on it as often, the lifestyle stuff. And so I remember having kind of this realization, like we're a career site and we need to talk about non fluffy career topics. So I think definitely it's great to kind of try out different content types, whether that's different topics, whether that's, blog posts or webinars or, you know, cause again, content's sort of this overarching term for all the different mediums that fall underneath it. But ultimately what I found worked for us was being able to say, okay, when you come to Career Contessa, you're going to get great advice and you can trust us. It's not going to be fluffy. And we're not even going to bother talking about like you know lifestyle or food or beauty stuff because right. that's not who we are and you know you should go somewhere else to get that. Yeah. The other thing that was always really important to me is that I knew we weren't talking about the most, the world's most interesting or like sexy topics to people, right? Like resumes, LinkedIn, you know, having tough conversations with your boss, While those are all really important. So we make everything an experience in a branded experience. So when you're on our site from the, the homepage to the blog post, to the downloadable resource, to the webinar, to the online course that you take, it's all a career a branded experience.
0: Mm-hmm. People can learn a lot from that is taking people through a journey, right? And it's so intentional, how you sort of bring people through this entire process. What are your most popular courses? What's the content of those?
1: All of the content in Career Contessa really falls into a couple main categories. So we call it career fit, which is sort of essentially figuring out what it is that you wanna do. Job search, probably very self-explanatory. Career growth, so that's setting goals, leadership and management, um, continuing education, career transitions, you know, all the, the stuff that happens after you get the job, money, and then work-life balance. And so our courses are basically built under those similar categories. By far the most popular courses are, we we have one called the 24-hour resume makeover, and we designed our own resume templates and we take you through step-by-step on not only which template you should pick, but like how to create a master resume and then also tailor your resume for a specific job and company. We also have uh, one on LinkedIn. And then the ones that are not related to job search that are really popular, um, we have one called Digital You and it's all about how to build an online website and portfolio Mm. that can really highlight your accomplishments. And so basically if you think of like, we have written content, we have downloadable content, we have webinars, the courses are like that content but on like steroids. You know, it's like way... Way highly produced. It's a learning experience from A to Z. Everything you need is right there. I mean, I kind of joke that it's the equivalent of enrolling in like an academic class. And I think, again, what's funny about that is having gone through, um, you know, being an education major and thinking I wanted to be a teacher, like lesson planning and creating curriculum is something I actually really enjoy. Yep. I just didn't want to spend all day with second, first and second graders, you know, yeah. but it's, it's fascinating how that kind of has come back yeah. into my life is really thinking about how can you teach someone yep. how to do this and do it quickly. So we're not unaware that people's attention spans are you yes. know, next to nothing and they yes. want to, they want to get through it quickly. So yes. all of the courses are designed where you can spend 10 minutes a day and finish, you know, the whole course is maybe an hour, mm-hmm. an hour and a half. But if you spend just 10 minutes a day, you'll get the whole thing done.
0: Awesome. And, I love what you just said about how this thing that you thought you were sort of walking away from, and then you pivoted and recognized that you do like this piece of curriculum building and to teach someone step-by-step how to do something. And I think that that is so part and parcel of one of the main themes of this show is to recognize that we need to explore because we wind up somewhere else sometimes and we can only get there and find that that real zone of genius where we're really supposed to be, if we allow ourselves to shift, and um, I think that that's really scary for people. I think it's scary because you're heading into the unknown, and there's always a part of them that's frustrated, but they never really explore it to find out that there was something about that they loved, but it just wound up being better fit, you know, a better fit somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I want to circle back to it. You said that one of the things that you help people do is to figure out what they want to do. How do you help people figure out what it is that they really are meant to do or want to do or are good at?
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the quotes I heard early on um, from Marie Forleo when I was just at the beginning of kind of getting into this online stuff was that clarity comes from engagement. And when I heard that, I was like, that perfectly articulates what happened to me in my life, right? I was in a job that I hated. Um, They asked me to do this assignment and I had no reason to say no. And it lit up my whole world, right? And it was the turning of events that propelled me to have the informational interviews to then get into Hulu. And so it's true. I think you will get more clear about what it is that you want to do by starting to engage. And that might mean, you know, at work volunteering to be part of projects. It might be having informational interviews with people from other departments, like whatever it is out there, like what website do you visit every day? What podcast do you listen to? And like giving yourself time to really reflect about, okay, these are things that I get excited about. Maybe you don't even know why you don't have to answer why you're excited about it, but explore those more, engage with those more. And that will, I think ultimately lead you down a path where you're like, you know, what? I I kind of have an idea of what I want to pursue next, whether that's working for an organization or starting your own company. And I think that usually what happens is people are impatient and they want this you know, this aha moment to hit them. It doesn't happen like that. It took me a year to talk to that many people about recruiting. But what I was able to do is have a lot of clarity about what type of company I wanted to work for, what type of recruiter I wanted to be. And I was able to use that information to understand like, okay, these are the skill sets that are needed Mm -hmm. for that job. So if you are in your day job right now and you're not You're not thrilled about what you are currently doing and you are looking ahead and you're saying, I definitely don't want to do what my boss or, you know, so-and-so is doing. And you're thinking about what you want to do next. You need to start engaging with the world around you Mm -hmm. and not just like scour the internet and see what's cool, but like physically get up off your butt or Mm -hmm. have the informational interview, go to the event set up the coffee day. all of those things, you know, create a new website. Also, it's funny, because a friend of mine said this to me yesterday. She goes, wow, you're just not afraid of it being like messy or not perfect. Yeah, I wasn't afraid of that. Lauren, you know, I wasn't. Af- yeah, I, w- I just I launched a website. It did not look pretty, trust me. But I would really encourage people to not get hung up on that detail when it comes to like, I shouldn't move forward unless I know exactly what it is I want to do. Um, a saying I love is that your your next move is your best move. And like, I truly believe like, if as long as you're moving forward, no one cares what it looks like. It doesn't have to be perfect. You will refine it as you go, but you have got to take the step.
0: I mean, the reason I just got so lit up is because I think that that's my main takeaway. You know how Brene Brown, she's like, let go of the shame, be vulnerable, right? At the end of the day, like I'm doing all these episodes. And the main thing I think that I want to tell people is have the courage to be messy, have the courage to make something mediocre, just go for it. And I see so many talented, gifted, walking treasures of humans who have so much to give to the world, but they stand in front of themselves with like an iron gate, and they don't make anything. And it's so frustrating because there's so much good in there. So how do you help people through that? Because I'm sure if I'm seeing that everywhere, you're seeing it too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think every day what we try to do at Career Contessa is push people to consider, okay, what's one action that you can take today? So everything we have on our site is about like, if you want to take action and you want to you want us to be the vehicle in which you start that engagement, I guarantee you'll pull some piece out of it. Um, whether it's joining a live webinar and hearing the guest speaker talk about XYZ and then connecting with someone in the audience. And now you guys are keeping each other accountable to chasing, you know, after that next job that you want to find. We have a, a salary database that's free that you could go on and you could say, oh, wow, I maybe I am being underpaid for what I'm doing. And now that's going to spark me into taking action, actually having that conversation, whether it's uncomfortable or not with my boss about, Hey, can I have a raise? So we try in every way possible with everything that we do to give people the tools they need to take action today. And I like to explain the, the resources at Career Contessa. It's almost like a buffet option. Like you can a la carte pick what you need, or if you're a person where you're like, I want one-on-one advice. Fine. Use our career coaching service. If you want it to be shown to you step-by-step with visuals, great. Buy a course. If you're like, I'm not paying for anything. I can figure it out on my own. I just need someone to give me a little guidance. Cool. Download one of our e-guides, watch a webinar and read a few articles and put the pieces together on your own. So we also, I think have really realized that Not everyone needs the tools given to them in the exact same way, which is why we want to be that one-stop shop for your career. So what we're doing every day at Career Contessa is also, I think, making sure people understand, like, there are options. Like, if you're not happy in your job or you're not feeling fulfilled, like, there are options. You know, maybe the option is just that you need to ask for flexibility at work or maybe the option is that you need to quit your job.
0: Mm -hmm. So let's say somebody's in that next place where they do have a sense of what they want to build. You know, somebody wants to make a pie shop and that's their dream. And they, they've been afraid of just accepting that reality, but that is the case. Now, once they know, what would you say, having done all the work you've done, are the first few steps that person should take towards building their own thing?
1: So if you have just realized that you want to open a pie shop, what is the first thing I would do I would probably go and interview other pie shop owners. And maybe I might eat, you know, this is all depending on how much time you had, I might even like go and work at a pie shop. Because working at a startup was great for me because that really taught me how to move quickly and break things. Cause it's not just about making pie. Like you and I both know this about running a business is that oh, you can God, start a business no. cause you yes. love pie and you love making pie, but that is not what keeps you in business. And so you need to understand how can you scale and make pies that you can sell to, you know, 10,000 people every day. What happens when you open up a pie shop and you need to hire people? So like, you know, right. doing some type of, research and, and really gathering, you know, who's your pie shop for, like all that homework that people hate doing. The reason why it's homework to do before you launch a company is because it really, really matters. And it saves you a lot of time later on. Once yeah. I had done that, and now I was getting clarity about like, hey, I want to make these type of pies. Here's what makes me different from the competition. Here's where I'm going to open my pie shop. Definitely the business logistics of your legal, get like a lawyer, get your CPA, get all those people in order. But then I would really start to, and I think this is the part where people get the most, you know, excited about, but it's like, then you get to do the creative. What are you going to call your pie shop? What are your colors? How, what experience do you want to create everything from the music they listen to when they walk into the store to, you know, how you're going to stay in touch with them? I I don't want to be too general because I I think people are kind of like sick of the general advice, but I think what the missing step is that there is no, no such thing as instant success and, or, you know, quote unquote and overnight success. Um, and so I do think it's important for people to understand, like, if you have this idea, you should get started today because it's, you know, it could take you five years. It could take you 10 years and that's not crazy. Yep. So let's
0: say you do that. What are some of the the consistencies that you see that somebody should do to build that business?
1: Well, I think for starters, you're going to have to make sure that you have a product that's amazing. And like, what problem is it solving? I mean, maybe pie is not solving a problem per se, but like, okay, you better make sure that your pies are really freaking good. You don't want someone to buy your pie and hate it because they're not coming back and they're not telling their friend about it. So the first thing I would say is just make sure you can figure out how to be consistent with the product that you are creating and selling.
0: Right. So like that proof of concept, validate the idea. But in order to do that, it's hard if you're just on your own, like off on a mountaintop to know how good it is, right? So what are some of these basic things that people can just start to think about? Like, oh, that's how I can figure out how to make it good. Are you thinking like, you need beta testers? Like, should you like, what do you mean by that? How do you aspire to figure out how to make it great?
1: Oh, yeah. I think creating a culture and a mindset of feedback, like ask everybody for feedback. Um, So when people buy your pie, survey them. I mean, one of the things we do, if people don't buy our course, we survey them to ask them, why didn't you buy the course? If you do buy the course, we survey you to ask you, why did you buy the course? Like we are asking questions all the time. And I think that's super, super important is to go to, you know, again, using the pie example, like if you have a pie shop and people are buying from you, how did they hear about you? How did, what did they like about your pie? Like asking questions all the time and, and putting that in into some document where you're able to understand, okay, this is what makes people love us. And this is what makes us different than somebody else. And so like when I first started Career Contessa, um, I used focus groups And we still survey our audience on a pretty regular basis, but even setting up like social media so people have a direct way to communicate with you and let you, and Mm -hmm. give you feedback is fantastic. So I, I mean, I a hundred percent agree. I think definitely talking to your audience. I think the other thing is you have to be consistent. If people feel like you're only going to be there on, you know, one Monday a month, they're probably not going to be very dedicated to you. But if you're consistent with you create great pie and you have, of new flavor every Friday and you're there Monday through Saturday and they have a consistent experience, like that stuff really matters. And it could be, you know, your physical in-store experience or the consistency of every time they land on your website, what are they going to get? Or the fact that you do produce new content uh, on a weekly basis. You know, I'm not saying you have to do it every day. I just think consistency is really key to going from initially starting something to actually saying like, I have this thing now and now I'm going to build on that.
0: Do you think that when people are launching their careers, especially if they're working for themselves and building their own thing, that everybody needs opt-ins and everyone needs to be creating content? Or do you think that's only for a certain type?
1: That's tough. I was going to say it's probably for only a certain type, but I believe in email marketing as being the number one way to get people to buy from you. Like there's a difference between marketing and sales, you know? And, And so for us to get people to know who we are and what we do, there's a lot of different tools that we utilize for that marketing. Content happens to be one of them. So that's really important to us. So I think you have to kind of work back from, okay, at the bottom of the funnel, if someone makes a purchase, what's the top part? How are they finding you? And then how are they, are you going to continue to have them come back again? Like if you have yeah. a physical pie store, that's probably a lot different than if you have a website, right? When you have a website is your main kind of like, I don't have a physical store, I have a website, but I want people to come back to Career Contessa as much as possible. So my goal is to get them on our email list, because I know that if you're on our email list, we have a pretty good shot of having you open that and then come back to us multiple times. That's ultimately what you want, whether you have the pie shop or an online website.
0: I love that you just said, marketing is different than sales. I don't think people talk about that enough. And I think one of the biggest misfires that I see happen is that people go right to the sale before they've done the marketing. Oh my gosh, all the time. Right. So explain the difference between marketing and sales and then explain what you mean about doing the marketing, which is the top of the funnel, before you get to the offer, which leads you closer to the bottom of the funnel.
1: Yeah. And and I'll use an example of like if you went into a physical store, let's say you went into a boutique and they literally walked right up to you and said, do you want to buy the shirt? Here's the shirt you can buy. You want to buy oh the God. shirt? You should buy the shirt. Out of here. <laughs> you, yeah, you'd be so annoyed. And that's yep. what people do to people on the Internet all the time. So, you know, the person who is sending people to their website and then right away on the website, it's like, buy this thing. We do this thing. You should buy it that's not how the average person works, right? A lot of people, I forget all the steps in it, but it's like the first thing they're going to do is get introduced to you or like explore you. And then there's like a comparison stage. And so like, you have to recognize that all the stages that a customer goes through to order in order to make a purchase, marketing is how you get that person to enter the funnel. Sales is how you get the person to ultimately buy. So my good example, and I'll just use career contessa and I'll stick with like online courses is that when you go land on dot you're probably not going to buy a course right away. Like, especially if you're there for the first time, our goal at the top of the funnel is to get you to join the email list and get you to understand like, Hey, what we do is create really high quality, great content, all related to your career. You can trust us. You should buy, you know, and then eventually it's like, hopefully that you'll buy from us, but we send people through this customer journey. And it's like, not until you know, maybe a few months after they've been on our email or we say, Hey, we actually have things that you can buy. If this is a solution to what your problem or your challenge is right now, maybe you should consider it. And that's totally different than sending people directly to a sales page and then being shocked. Like, why didn't anybody buy that? Because there is a difference in marketing somebody who to to get into your site to get to know you and actually selling them. So let's go back to like the boutique. If you walked into a boutique and they created this amazing experience, you know, like uh, they have all the clothes that you like, it's your style, it's really beautifully set up the person is super nice and they talk to you. Hey, what are you doing this Sunday? Enjoying the, the sun? And you say, yeah. And then ultimately you start talking about how you're looking for a shirt to go to your brother's wedding. And they're like, well, what do you like? I mean, like that is totally different. And you're much more likely to buy from them than the person who's like "Buy the shirt right away when you walked in.
0: Oh my God. Totally. That You explained that so well. I've been wanting Someone to explain that on this show. I try to get to it almost <laughs> like with anyone who can speak to it or who has relevant experience. And then, but you, I feel like you explained it really, really well. Like you would just be so annoyed if you walk into a store and you want to buy the shirt. And how many of us have had, had that experience? You're like, I never go to that boutique because it's so annoying, right? 100%. Now you just explained it really well, like how it looks to take someone through a customer journey. I love those two words put together, customer journey. So give us just a teaser. What might be sort of a flow that I can think of to, to take someone on that journey?
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think when you are thinking about like a funnel and a customer journey is like you want to filter people out of that as quickly as possible who aren't going to be your target customer who's going to buy from you. So I'll just stick with like the online courses that we have, for example. So the first thing we do is it's connected to some sort of free opt-in so let's say you're you're, you found us because we wrote an article about resumes and inside the resume article is a downloadable you know cheat sheet about your resume well you were you probably came to the article because you were searching for it on google so then that's how you found the article then you opted in to have that download from that download we say here's your free worksheet and then like two days later we'll say hey did you know these other things about your resume If at any point, and we call it a pre-frame, if at any point in that pre-frame somebody clicks to learn more about the resume course, that triggers them to then go through an entire sales funnel that lasts about seven days that tells them everything they would want to know about resumes and why our course is different. And at any point of that funnel, we give them the option. We say, if this isn't right for you because of timing, you're not interested in resumes, just click here and you'll stop getting these emails. Our goal is to get the wrong person out of that as quickly as possible. And ultimately, our hope is that the people who stick with it, it's because we continue to answer and and like think about the journey of like, okay, first they need to get to know you. Then they need to know what problem that you're going to solve to them. Then they're probably thinking like, well, okay, what are the real results? I should compare you know, Career Contessa's resume course to other resume tools out there. So thinking about each day taking them through a new part of that journey and then ultimately saying to them like, Hey, you should pull the trigger and get this. And if you do it, like we don't do discounts, we do bonuses. We'll give you a bonus if you buy this today. If not, and you don't want to do this, that's okay. It will still be available on the site. So again, I think this is all very like unique to like the person and their audience and what they're selling and and things like that.
0: That was really helpful. Let's change gears for a second because you were talking about how there are people, and this is true, we we hear this from our listeners all the time, who are at a job, who are not necessarily wanting to be their own entrepreneur and build their own business, but they want a different reality. And sometimes they want to build a side hustle and they need to ask for a different schedule. And being that you have all of this knowledge about some of these difficult conversations and coming from that background of HR and all of those things, what would you advise someone to do? And is that a possibility? Have you seen that work? And if you have, what are some steps that people can take to put in place to maybe start to get more out of this particular day job and and allow it to be the investor for their side hustle, but just might need to shake it up a little
1: bit? I mean, I, I think this is all depends on like where you work and what your job is like right now, but let's, let's just say you have a really great relationship with your boss. You want to start this side hustle. You're not hundred percent where it's going to go, but you'd really like to change your schedule so that you work 4 10 hour days and Fridays you always have off. Right. And that would definitely be unique because no one else in the company has that. Well, the first thing I would recommend is make sure you're really freaking good at your job. Make sure you are not on shaky ground with them, you know? Because when right. you're going to them and saying, Hey, I'd really like to, you know, focus my job here four days a week and be able to work on this one day a week, the best place that you can be coming from is a place of like, look how well I'm already doing with my job. I can handle mm-hmm. this. And I would say not really going with the ask, but going in with a plan. So saying to them, like, look, I, I started this side hustle. I'm really enjoying it. I find that the creativity From that is also helping me be better at this job. Here's how I'm better at this job. So here's what I'd like to propose is like a new plan. You know, I've been here for three years. I've worked on this. You know, it's always good to remind them about all the amazing things that you've done. And here's what I'd really like to do is could we try out for three months where I do four 10-hour days here and – every Friday I get to work on my side hustle and and figure out my time Mm -hmm. on my own time. You know, I promise like I will be really communicative throughout the process. When I leave on Thursdays, I'll let you know like where I'm going to pick up on Mondays. Like you have to think about what are they thinking? What are their biggest concerns with that? Is it going to encourage everybody else to want to quit the company? Is it going to encourage everyone else to start asking for things? So like If you can be the person where instead of you you coming in with the ask, you come in with the plan and you say, can we try it? I think that's a really good place to start. And some companies, like, be prepared for them to tell you, like, look, we can't do this for you because then we would have to do it for everybody. So, like, I just think when you open up that can of worms, it's totally fine. Go in with the plan. Have it be really well thought out. You can go in with, like, like, you know, whatever thought or challenge or concern you have. I've thought about it. And here's how I'm addressing it.
0: Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, so that's really helpful. And last piece is the other category. Let's say somebody's listening right now and they want to get a different job, right? So now it's not about doing their side hustle. It's not about building their side hustle, but it's about finding a, a place in another organization that's a better fit. And you even said that might be the beginning of starting your side hustle, right? Yeah. It's going to work for somebody else. So, what would be your advice to somebody who wants to work at a specific place? They, they want to go into a pie shop field. So they want to work for someone who has the best pie shop in town. How do you stand out? How do you create that relationship so that you do get selected for the job? it
1: still comes down to a lot of people want to hire the person who is really passionate about the job. But ultimately, they also need to hire the person that can do the job. So what I would say is start with your resume and your LinkedIn and your even, you know, depending on the job, like if you want to work for the pie shop, having a, a, an online portfolio, do the, the homework that is required to really show that, you are connecting the dots between what you do now and what they're looking to hire and how you are going to benefit them. So uh, this happens to me all the time at Career Contessa where we'll have a job posting up and someone will be like, I love Career Contessa and this would be a great fit for me. And it's like, w- this isn't about you. This is about the fact that we have a problem here mm, at Career Contessa right. <laughs> and we need someone to come here and solve it. It's what you are going to do for us. So the, the people who always stand out are the people who are able to articulate that in their resume, their cover letter, and even their website where they can say like, look, right now I'm a financial analyst, but food has always been my obsession. I have been um, having informational interviews with pie shop owners. I visit pie shop, like whatever your obsession is with pies, put it out there um, and say, here's how I can help you. I have this analytical background. You're looking for someone who's creative, but part of being creative is also knowing the analytics of what's working and what's not. And I can set it up, you know, like That is a completely different angle than saying like, I love pie and I really want to work at a pie shop. People listen with selfish ears. So what's in it for them? How are you going to help them? How are you going to dramatically change their world? Yes, you want to learn from them and that's fantastic. And I'm sure they're happy to do that, but they're not in the business to hire people so that they can be mentors. They're in the business to hire people so that they can get a job done because they want to grow their business.
0: Yeah, that that makes sense. I love what you just said. People listen with selfish ears. Isn't that true? And I think that goes back to what you said early on is solving problems, right? Yeah. So even when you're reaching out to someone, how are you letting them know that you can solve their problem and help them with running their team or getting their job done or whatever it is? All of this is so good and there's so much practical knowledge, but I think that one of the biggest hurdles is that people have all of these subconscious limiting beliefs about how they don't think they're good enough and their self-worth comes into play here. And so they don't take this action. What is something you suggest to help people stop playing small and to get past that imposter syndrome and to get past all those different self-doubts that can creep in?
1: One of the tactics that I, it's almost like playing a game with your mind is like, I'll name my inner critic and I'll tell her, like, we're not doing this right now. I don't have time to do this right now. I can deal with you later, but I can't deal with you right now. I know that you're afraid that if we try this, it's not going to work. But here is the worst case scenario if, if we try this and, and it doesn't work. The other thing I would say is like start small and build up, you know, like don't give yourself the goal of launching the whole website within a month, maybe within the first month, you just want to have define your customer personas, right? And then on month two, so like break it up into more manageable, digestible bites that you also get to actually feel like you're making progress, that motivation of the success propels you or motivates you to then go into the next week and and stick with the same good habits like it's the small steps every day that add up so if you've got those imposter syndromes or limiting beliefs maybe it's because you spend too much time on instagram and you're comparing yourself to other people so maybe you need to draw a a boundary and say like i can't be on instagram for the next few months while i work on this or maybe you tell your inner critic like i need to deal with you later because right now i really need to focus on this and even like i love that I love that. I even I'm like need writing to deal it down with you later. Yeah, I'll, like I'll get to you later. I even like writing it down, you know, like here are the things I'm afraid of right now. And sometimes that's helpful just because you got to be able to sleep, you know, like when your brain doesn't turn off, I oh get it. God. But sometimes just writing it down feels good. The highs and lows are going to happen and you just have to consistently con- you know, push through and go after what you want, which is another great thing about when you're first starting out is like write down why you started. And go back to that if you need to, because you might end up a little lost from that. But if you've written it down, you can always open up that notebook and be like, I remember why I started. Here it is.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's so, so true. Great point. Tell us where we can find you.
1: Um, you can find us everywhere with at career contessa. Um, I'm pretty sure we, we got there before anyone else yeah. to take it. So that's great. Um, we are super active on Instagram. We like to be pretty funny there. We always joke that like we take our work seriously, but not ourselves. So if you, if you like funny Instagram stuff at career contessa, I'm at born the good one. Um, and then it's CareerContessa.com. And then I also have a podcast called the females. It's about women in work. And, um, just FYI, we spell females, F E M. A-I-L-S. It's like, you know, female and emails mixed together. So hopefully people got that. Um, but um, got we we love to talk about all the topics related to women and work and what it takes to build that successful career on your terms.
0: That's awesome. Most of this audience is women. You said earlier that
1: you help women find that balance, right? Are you a mom? Um, I'm not a mom, but it's it's an area, you know, my friends are starting to become moms and it's definitely an area where I am extremely fascinated by. It. And I think the more we can talk about women in the workplace and have that transparency and just being really honest about like, hey, this is hard. Like this thing happened and it yeah. didn't, you know, like I, I think the more of that that's happening, the better. And yes, we created Career Contessa because there was nobody else in the market who was creating career resources tailored to a female audience because at the end of the day, women are treated differently at work than men. But that does not mean that we are anti-man. We like men you know we want men to use our site we want women to be able to interact with men and build those careers and so i think that's just something like when i started it was sort of like oh why do women need a site and no one's asking me that now but now the question is a little bit like oh you're only for women so no men and it's like no 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 this is not because we're for this we're anti that and i think that's important for people to understand like our site is really inclusive
0: Yes. Love that. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on and for sharing all of this with us. It was really generous of you. I really appreciate how forthcoming you are with so much information. And if this is a sign of what you do, then I have no doubt people are going to love going to your site and really continuing to take this journey with you and learn from you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Lauren. Remember, you can find out more about Career Contessa at careercontessa.com. And I just want to say, once again, such an honor that they wrote an article about me. We have a link to that in the show notes. All right, now let's share some of your wins. So Sheila posted in our Facebook group and said, My win of the week is mindset. I didn't get into a local farmer's market. Usually, a setback like this or even smaller ones would stop me in my tracks and become my excuse to give up. Not this time. I researched another nearby town and applied to their market. Communication with the organizer seems positive and promising. If one doesn't work, dust off and move on. Sheila, That is the right attitude. I love this. Too often we let one rejection completely shove us to the ground, but we got to get back up and keep moving forward. And that's exactly what you did. And I'm super proud of you. If any of you have gotten a no or felt like you failed because you didn't get the opportunity you wanted, just know there are so many other doors out there, but it's up to you to keep looking through the keys until you find the one that fits the door that will open. Sheila, thanks for sharing this. Please let us know what happens as you keep going. Okay. Another awesome win is from Becky. She said, I took a baby step today feels pretty big though. I'm a theater teacher and director by training. I used to be a full-time K through twelve teacher, but now I have a day job and I act and direct purely for fun. For some time now I've been trying to figure out how to turn some of that side hustle back into a paying gig. I was thinking that I would teach artists work in schools and building custom lessons and teaching teachers to use drama in the classrooms as a tool to help kids have fun and get engaged in their other subjects. I still want to do that, but then I heard Kathy mention kids acting classes in an episode and I thought Duh. That's something I can already do super easily. The teaching artist stuff is going to take a lot more planning. Why not do the easy thing while I also work on the harder thing? Then I remembered that there's a new art space in my neighborhood that's looking for artists to teach classes. I emailed the owner tonight to see if she would be interested in me teaching some theater classes for our local kiddos. I am so excited. Becky, that is fantastic. First of all, I love how you're taking the examples from the show and really putting it into action in your own life. And I also think it's super wise that you're letting it be easy and using your gifts in a way that doesn't have to require all the extra effort on your end. Finally, I want to applaud you for having the courage to reach out to that owner and offer to hold classes at the art space. I'm really excited for you and I'd love to hear how all of this plays out. So please keep us posted. I love celebrating your wins and I want to keep doing that. So go ahead and DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller or you can post things in our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. Just a reminder, pre-order my book before tomorrow so that you can get in on the Q&A call I'm doing tomorrow, Friday at noon over Zoom video chat. I can't wait to just hang out with you guys for an hour and and hear what's going on and see if I can offer some support And some feedback. And then you'll also be getting two coaching classes. One is this coming Monday, July 1st at noon, and the other one is July 15th at noon, both Pacific Standard Time. If you can't be there to join us live, we will send you the replay. In order to get in on these goodies, please pre order the book and then send us a screenshot of your pre order to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. It means the world that you pre order the book. You are going to love this book if you love the show. And then you'll get all these extra goodies as well. Also, just want to remind you if you have not subscribed, the podcast, go ahead and do so. It doesn't cost a thing and it guarantees you that you will know when our new episodes come up because there's so many good ones coming. I don't want you to miss anything. And if this episode or any episode of this show has touched your heart, inspired you, motivated you, or made any kind of difference in your life, please take a second right now and share the show with a friend. Send it to your friend. If you're listening on your smartphone and you're listening through Apple Podcasts, on the bottom right, there's three little dots. You can click on it and then there's a menu of options. And one of them allows you to text the show link to a friend or you can email it to a friend. You can also post it on your social media. And if you tag me, I will usually repost that in my social media story. Um, But the point is, please go ahead and share it with a friend. That is the absolute best way for more people to find out about our show. I can't believe how well the show is doing completely organically. You know, like we just do it all DIY no marketing, no nothing. I don't have a famous last name. And the show has been like number 21, 22 on the charts. And it's all because of you guys. So thank you for supporting us. Thank you for telling your friends about it. And thank you for being here because you keep me so inspired to keep making the very best content that I can for you. I'll leave you with a song of mine. I hope to see you on the live video chat tomorrow. But if not, I'll talk to you back here on the podcast on Monday. Have an awesome weekend
2: are made of paper Let's make paper mache We'll build a world together with our hands And if hope is made of helium We'll be like balloons And float away Wouldn't that be grand Nothing lasts forever So we're all a little scared But we're not giving up that easy No, we wouldn't dare